0: Thank you for your singing. This thing's on, yes? Okay, well, welcome. Welcome to church this morning. Uh, thanks for coming. Oh, well, I can whip this off for a few seconds. You guys are going to want to come up here because you can take this off for a few seconds. Uh, you know, thanks thanks a bunch for coming. Thanks for signing up. It, uh, it's a bit of an arduous battle for signing up a little bit, but you know what? It's better than hiding in the undergrounds and, and the places that we had to many years ago. Let me read the call to worship here. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. That's from Luke 1, 32. All open with prayer lord we thank you so much for the blessing that it is to gather together church looks a little different uh, once in a while when we show up lord but you know worshiping you is still the same we thank you that we're able to gather together we pray that you be with the church family that is uh, is not with us today lord we thank you for the technology that we can share this service later on with folks i just thank you again for the blessing and we pray that you go before Pastor Glenn here. We thank you for helping him build this servant. And we pray you give us a great day. In your name we pray. Amen. And uh, I think it's Mr. Pastor Glenn of the Children's Feature. Fix this appendage on my face.
1: Okay hey kids, are you ready for stumping the pastor? I kind of cheated a bit, I know uh, I knew what was coming. <laughs> so, yeah, it chance prepare. <laughs> Somebody put in a couple of 22 shells. Who in all the world would have that been? <laughs> And they're mushroom ones, too, hollow points. Okay, those of you who are uh, into shooting guns, some of you are, some of you aren't. What kind of things do you shoot with a .22? Gophers, right on, yeah. Anything else? Rough Rough grouse, right. Shoot them too with 22 well I shoot at them. <laughs> Sometimes I actually hit one. <laughs> <Egg> Bye. <buys. laughs> I wonder if Corson put these bullets in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, a bullet. A bullet. I uh, enjoy reading Westerns. And Westerns from back in the Old West cowboys, and the outlaws and and all that where people were riding ranges and and you had a real good future the hero or the heroes have a real good buddy that are their best best buds and they go everywhere together and they do stuff for each other or some westerns because they're always kind of a bit of a love story going on in a western as well so there's always a girl there that the hero has to win and hero would do anything to get the girl and all that kind of thing. And you hear a phrase quite often that, you know, I'd, I'd take a bullet for you. And sometimes that actually happened. They got into a gunfight uh, or there's a bit of a battle going on and somebody would see that some outlaw has his sights lined up on his buddy so he'd jump in front of his buddy and take the bullet for him. So, Buddy could live, or somebody was out there trying to kidnap the girl, and uh, in the process, is her her lover or boyfriend, or whatever you want to call him, he would jump in front of her, take a bullet for her, because that's what you do for someone you care a lot about. You take a bullet for them. And you know how that applies to Christmas? You're all wondering where I'm going with this now, aren't you? <laughs> What did Jesus come to do? He came to live a perfect life, and he came to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin. Jesus, hanging on the cross, took all of God's wrath against sin on himself that we deserved to take. We deserved all that wrath of God for our sin. But when the wrath of God was being poured out on the world, who jumped in front of us? That's what Jesus was doing on the cross. He jumped in front of us. He took the bullet for us. So that's something to think about, you hunters, when you think about a bullet, (laughs) and what Jesus did for us. We celebrate at Christmas his birth. He came and was born as a human to live a perfect life and then to take the bullet for us when he died. So that's the lesson from the bullet, how Jesus took a bullet for us. Let's pray. All right, God, I thank you for each one of these kids. Thank you, Lord, that you uh, have brought them to church. Thank you, Lord, that you have put them in good families. And I just pray, Lord, that each one of these kids grow up, that they would understand exactly what you did for each one of us, and they would accept that gift for themselves and grow up to be strong men and women of God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Who put the bullets in here? You did. Oh, was Marcus. <laughs>
2: for it is he who will save his people from their sins. Matthew 1 verse 23 to 21. Sometimes we have to change our plans if we are going to do what God wants us to do. Mary certainly was not planning to be the mother of our Lord when the angel came with his strange announcement. When Joseph heard about it, he made his own plan for what to do, and then he had a dream. Joseph let go of his plans, too. Jesus himself would never have become human if he had not been willing to let go of the power of his divinity, even to the point of suffering death. As Christmas approaches, we may need to let go of some things, too. We may need to let go of the need for the perfect holiday, perfect gift, perfect family, perfect meal, or perfect party. By letting go of some expectations, you may find it easier to enjoy the actual celebration. What are some of the things we need to let go of to celebrate Christmas this year? Jesus, help us with your guidance of our celebrations in the week to come.
3: Scripture reading this morning is from Luke chapter 1, and it's going to be from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for behold, you will conceive, sorry, for you have found favour with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And this in the sixth month with her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her.
1: Thanks, Chris. (laughs) I think I'm wired up now. And let's just take some time to ask God to open our minds to the scripture this morning. Lord God, this is your word, and as we go through it, help us understand what you're saying. Help me, Lord, to speak it in a way that every word would be truth from you, and that it be said in such a way that uh, we could hear it and understand how it applies and what it means for us. So, Lord, guide our thoughts as we go through this in your name. Amen. I've always been the kind of guy who likes to understand how things work. What makes them tick, so to speak. Ever since I was a little boy, I enjoyed taking things apart. Because I wanted to see how they worked. From my toys to my sister's toys to old watches or electric shavers, sometimes a little trouble getting them back together again, but at least I had gained some knowledge or some measure of understanding at least as to how they worked. As I got older, I loved being with dad as he worked on the farm machinery, uh, taking things apart to fix them and then putting them back together again. I remember one time, I guess I was 10 to 12 years old, uh, we were at the table at lunch, we were talking about fixing farm machinery and. And I made the comment that to take the radiator off the old Model D John Deere, uh, there were seven bolts that had to be removed. Uh, and My older sister was just flabbergasted. How in the world did you know that? Well, I'd watch Dad do it, and I just remembered. Two at the bottom on each side and three at the top. <laughs> the picture in my mind how it was put together is, is very clear. I had a fascination for that kind of thing and drive to understand what made things go, and what made them do what they did, and how they were put together, how to take them apart. Um, But I never was as obsessed as a friend of mine. He once, when a little boy, he killed a cat with a screwdriver. He wanted to find out what made it purr. (laughs) I never did that. (laughs) As I got older, I started heading in the direction of being a pastor, and I didn't do near as much mechanical stuff anymore, so I didn't keep up with the newer technology at all. So today, (laughs) there are lots of things about cars and trucks and machinery and tractors that I have no idea how it works. (laughs) Uh, But what I'm getting at is that if you understand how something works, it's much easier to deal with it. It's much easier to repair it. It's much easier to work with it if you know how it works. And in a sense, that idea is helpful in our relating with God. If we can come to a bit of understanding as to how God works, it makes us easier, makes it easier for us to deal with God and to relate to him. Now, of course, we never will really understand the workings of God. He is way above us. He operates at a level that is far above our human minds. Uh, but God has revealed to us in the scriptures what we need to know and understand to have a relationship with him. And so from that, from what we are given in the Bible, we can gain at least a measure of an understanding of how God works. So today I'd like to look at the story of the angel Gabriel appearing to Mary, which Chris just read for us, with the news that she would be the mother of Jesus, the Son of God. You can turn there in your Bibles if you're not still there, uh, Luke 1, verse 26. As I read that story... I saw some interesting truths about how God works that are in line with the rest of the teaching of Scripture. And I realized that if we understand these truths, it'll probably be better or help us better prepare our hearts for Christmas. It'll help us to be open to a work that Jesus may want to do in our lives or in our family or whatever. And if we're open to that. God can truly do something special for us this Christmas. So as Christians, we need to prepare to celebrate Christmas, and we can rightly prepare our hearts to celebrate Christmas by coming to an understanding of the ways God often chooses to work. And there's three things that came out of this passage, and I think are supported by the rest of the teaching of Scripture as well. Number one, God often chooses unexpected people to do his work. God often chooses unexpected people to do his work. Why was it that God chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus? As you read the accounts here uh, in Luke 1, 26 and following, uh, you'll see that Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, was sent by God to Mary to tell her the news that she was going to be the mother of God's son, the long-promised Messiah. It says the angel came in and said to Mary, Hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. What was it about Mary that caused her to be favored? Why would the Lord be with her in particular more than anyone else? Why did God choose Mary? We we really don't know a lot about Mary. Uh, Verse 27 tells us she was a virgin and she was engaged to a man named Joseph. And that she was a descendant of King David. Joseph also was. You get that information back in Matthew chapter 1. But that's about it. (laughs) That's all we're told, really, about Mary. And I think the fact that we don't know anything more about her is telling. She was just an ordinary woman, in fact, quite an inconspicuous woman. Really nothing about her up until now that would make her stand out any more than any other woman. Just an ordinary girl in a small, ordinary town in a small, insignificant country at that time engaged to be married to a very ordinary guy from the same ordinary town in that same insignificant country. From the traditions of the times, we can make some fairly accurate guesses as to some more details. Likely, she was quite young when the angel appeared to her, probably in her mid to late teens, as that's when most girls were married at that time. Nazareth, where she was from, that was a bit of a hick town. Uh, it was looked down on by mainstream Israelite society because Nazareth was right on the edge of the border, kind of right close to the border, with a lot of Gentile influence around it, or coming into that town. And so mainstream Jews tended to look down on the people of Nazareth because of the Gentile influence on the town. That's where Mary and Joseph were from, from Nazareth. But, but what was it about Mary that made God choose her? Nothing. (laughs) At least nothing outwardly. And that's the point. That's often exactly how God chooses to work. Through very unexpected people. And as you read through the Bible and look at history and how God worked down through the ages, God seems to get a bit of a kick out of using very unexpected people to do his work. So as we prepare for Christmas this year, we need to remember this. We need to remember this all the time, but Christmas is a time when everybody kind of, you know, we think that something special is in the air or whatever, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But if we want to see God do something special... As we prepare our hearts for whatever work God wants to do in us and for us, for our family, for our community, we need to keep our eyes open and our ears open to this possibility. Whatever it is that God wants to do, he may well use a very unexpected person to work through, to accomplish his work, or a group of very unexpected people. We tend to think that God works through the, you know, the big Fancy programs and famous musicians or famous preachers or big programs or whatever, street ministries. And, And often God does work through them. But God is just as liable to use some other person or people to do what he wants to do for you this year. He may use a clerk at Walmart or a tow truck driver. Or a neighbor, or a child, or a pipe fitter. Just had to throw that in there. (laughs) Might even use a handicapped person. You may even use you. We need to prepare ourselves. Prepare our hearts to celebrate Christmas. And part of the preparation needs to be to open our hearts to something special that God may have for us this year. And that means we need to be aware that God may use some very unexpected people or a very unexpected person to do something special for for us or in our lives. He may choose you to work through you to do something special for somebody else. Perhaps even unknowingly, without you even knowing it. But we need to be open to that in preparation for celebrating Christmas so we don't miss what God may have for us. Secondly, God's work is often accomplished in inconspicuous ways. The virgin birth is one of the most powerful acts of God that has ever been done on planet Earth. There's been a few powerful acts of God, but the virgin birth ranks right up there in one of the most powerful. But when it happened... It pretty much went unnoticed by the vast majority of the world. As you go on here in our story in Luke chapter 1, the angel went on to explain to Mary that God had chosen her. She was favored by God to be chosen for this great work. She would conceive and she would give birth to a son whom she would name Jesus. This child would grow and grow up to be great. He would rule on the throne of King David and his reign would last forever his kingdom would have no end. In short, this child would be the long awaited Messiah. And while this angel is gushing on about how great her child's going to be, Mary's mind is kind of stuck back on conceive and bear a child. <laughs> and she's thinking of something much more down to earth than eternal kingdoms. She's thinking, but I'm a virgin. <laughs> how can. She conceive and bear a child if she's a virgin. That's where her mind got stuck on. <laughs> and the angel went on to explain that this conception would be a miraculous work of God. Verse 35 and following. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for this reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, she who was called barren. Now in her sixth month, the power of God is amazing. Nothing is impossible for God, even Elizabeth, her cousin, way older than her, but her cousin, barren all her life, and now past age childbearing, she's now six months pregnant. This is one of the most incredible displays of the power of God that this world has ever seen. The incarnation, the virgin birth, God becoming human, starting with the miraculous fertilization of one of Mary's eggs, if you will. The usual growth and development of a miraculous fetus inside Mary's body. The birth of a baby who is fully human and yet at the same time fully God. Who can fathom that? Who can understand that? Great act of God. Mighty act of God. And yet the vast majority of the world didn't even notice this great display of God's power. Because there was nothing to notice, really, outwardly, when that child was born. The only outward sign that God had done something great was the angelic appearance to the shepherds. But that was it. Only a few local shepherds saw and heard the angels. No one else did. There was that star in the east. But again, only a few wise men saw that and paid any attention to it. What those connected with Mary and Joseph saw was a pregnancy. Just like any other pregnancy. This one scandalous, of course, because it was out of wedlock. But. A normal pregnancy. That baby that was born looked and acted no different than any other baby. And yet it was the greatest display of God's power the world had ever seen. God's work is often accomplished in inconspicuous ways. God seems to like to work kind of underground, underneath if you like. You don't really notice it at first, until later on you look back and realize God did something profound there. So as you prepare your hearts to celebrate Christmas, as you open your hearts to God doing something special this Christmas season, don't necessarily be looking for some great awesome displays of power, of angels appearing in the sky, or grand miracle publicly happening in them that amazed the whole community, signs in the sky, have you seen that? Christmas star, by the way, they're talking about. <laughs> I saw it yesterday. It's two stars, real close together. One pretty bright, and one—I think that was the right one. <laughs> by the twenty-third, they're supposed to be right together, and that's supposed to be pretty bright. Yeah, Jupiter and Saturn coming together. <laughs> that's what we tend to look like. Look for these great, fantastic, sensational things. Not that that God couldn't do that. He could do the work like that if he wanted to. And, And at times in the past, he has. But not usually. That's not usually how God works. God's work is often accomplished in inconspicuous ways where on the surface, nothing really seems to be any different. But underneath, something amazing is happening. Something incredible is going on. And so we need to be open to be able to see with spiritual sensitivity... So we catch what God is up to. And that is part of what our preparation should be to open ourselves to what God may be doing behind the scenes. And thirdly, God's work requires an obedient heart. Need to take a good hard look at verse 38 of Luke chapter 1. The angel Gabriel went on gushing all over about how favored Mary was and how blessed she was to be chosen by God to be the mother of Jesus, to be the mother of the Messiah. What a blessing. How favored of God. What better, what could be better than that? And of course, that's all true. It's all true. But I think Mary from the get-go understood that this blessing was a double-edged sword. This blessing would cost her dearly. Verse 29 to 30 tells us that Mary felt troubled and afraid when she first heard the news. No wonder. No wonder she felt troubled and, and, and afraid. She faced a scandal. In our modern society where each year a million or more teen girls get pregnant out of wedlock, A scandal has lost some of its force. It's not really something scandalous anymore. But in a closely knit Jewish community in the first century, this was a huge scandal. The law regarded an engaged woman who became pregnant as an adulteress, subject to death by stoning. That's what Mary faced. Nine months of awkward explanations while her body obviously changes shape always carrying that lingering scent of a scandal. And looking ahead, as she would have looked ahead to the, after her son was born and growing up, always knowing that small towns do not treat kindly young boys who grow up with questionable paternity. Author Malcolm Muggeridge observed that In our day, with family planning clinics offering convenient ways to correct mistakes that might disgrace a family name, it is, in point of fact, extremely improbable under today's conditions that Jesus would have been permitted to be born at all. Mary's pregnancy in poor circumstances with a father unknown would have been an obvious case for an abortion. Talk of having conceived by the as a result of the invent, intervention of the Holy Ghost <laughs> would have pointed to the need of psychiatric treatment. Thus, this author concluded: in our generation, needing a savior more perhaps than any other that has ever existed, we would be too humane to allow one to be born. That was the great blessing Mary looked forward to. Double edged sword. It was a blessing. She was favored, but it was a double edged sword. There would be a lot of pain and heartache that came with that blessing. What was Mary's response? Verse 38. Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. Huh. Isn't that amazing? What a woman. Knowing all that it would cost, she yet saw the blessing not only for her, but for the whole world in all of this. And she said, God, I am yours. Do to me whatever and with me whatever you want. And the whole operation went ahead. We saw before that Mary was just an ordinary girl, no different than any other. But she had one thing that God admired. And that was an obedient heart. And so God could work. Because Mary had an obedient heart. Same holds true for you and I today. If we want God to work, we need to have an obedient heart. We need to say, God, I'm yours. Do to me and with me whatever you want. And that needs to be part of our celebration, or preparation for celebrating Christmas. To say to God, God. And to honestly mean it, God, I'm yours. Do to me whatever you want. That opens the door wide for God to do what he wants in your life and through your life. And then God can use you to do something great for others if you have an obedient heart. If you want God to do something special for you this Christmas or through you, there are first must be an obedient heart in you and in me. So therefore, we see from this passage some great truths about how God works, which will help us to to prepare to truly celebrate Christmas this year. Number one, God often chooses unexpected people to do his work. Number two, God's work is often accomplished in inconspicuous ways. And number three, God's work requires an obedient heart. So knowing these things, we can prepare ourselves for what God may be up to this year. And we have no idea what that is, specifically this year. It's a strange year in so many ways. We, who knows what God's going to do through it, through this year, and all the strangeness of it. But if we have an obedient heart, God can do something great. Maybe this strangest of Christmases will be a Christmas where God will do something incredible in our world, in our community, in our families. Who knows? Well, let's be open and let's have that obedient heart. So let's just bow our heads for a time of silence. What is God saying to me? Music team.
2: Let's stand and sing together. The what child is this, which is kind of like the much older version of the exact same question.
1: Praise and prayer time. Anybody have anything that you would like to request prayer for this morning, or maybe something you'd like to publicly praise God for? Okay, let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord God, how I pray that you would be with us as we uh, go through the things that are in front of us. Lord, uh, All these things mentioned are just the things that are on our hearts as a congregation this morning, and uh, Lord, for those who are not able to be here this morning, I don't know what's going on in their lives, but they probably have things too. Lord, we want to praise you for, uh, as Sig mentioned, for Layla's surgery, that it went very well. We thank you for that. That's an answer to prayer. She recovered very quickly and was released very quickly. Great answer to prayer. We thank you for that. But yet, Lord, there is still the uh, the cancer that needs to be dealt with. Thank you, Lord. They were able to take the tumor out, but... uh, Lord, as she has to undergo radiation now, how I pray you give that little body a lot of strength to undergo that and and take it. And Lord, I pray that it would be effective and that you would bring complete healing to her and raise her back to health and strength. Thank you so much for Keaton, Lord, as Penny shared. It's been a blessing to a lot of us. And I just praise you so much for the years you've given him and uh, help him have a good birthday here on Wednesday, I think it is. And Lord, for the whole family, Penny's family, as they celebrate their first Christmas without their mother, how I pray that it would be just... a a good Christmas for them, and help them, Lord, just to find joy in knowing that their mother, or Penny's mom, is uh, celebrating with you in person this year, and that's a great thing for her. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for faith. Lord, you know the struggle she has had with her her dreams. I pray, Lord, that you would help her to just overcome that, and I just pray that to, to be your will, you would stop those dreams from happening. Comfort her to know that every night you are holding her clothes in your arms all night long. And there's and, uh, no dream that can hurt her. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just give her strength and take those dreams away. And, uh, Lord, I want to praise you with Natasha that their school was relatively COVID-free this year. Uh, or this past fall and past semester. And Lord, a lot of schools couldn't say that, but they could. And so we thank you for that. And just give you the praise. Lord, I want to pray in a special way for our teachers. Lord, they've been under so much stress past semester and just every day kind of just walking on a fine line and always on edge and always on a tipping point and trying to keep sanity and all that. And and uh, so, Lord, I just pray that as they get a break and be able to just relax and breathe normally and, uh, and uh, free from worry and stress for a while, I pray that you would give them a good break and a good time this Christmas. Maybe a quiet Christmas where they can't go anywhere it might not be a bad thing. Uh, just to help them get the rest that they need. Um, Lord, I I pray with Andrew, and also with Corey, we'll kind of mention this, but this year with Christmas being so different, how I pray that you would give us a good Christmas, even the best Christmas ever, in spite of it all. And Lord, maybe in spite of it all, you can do something that you could never have been able to do before. Or not able to do it so that we could catch. In mind, but Lord, help us to be open to whatever it is, that we could truly celebrate your birth in a special way this year, which we couldn't have done any other year. And Lord, we pray that uh, as faith said that you would have a good Christmas. You know, you love to work, you love to bring joy, you love to bless, and Lord, maybe as we are opening ourselves to your blessings, there could know, be, Lord, a joy to you we receive blessings maybe we wouldn't have otherwise. Lord, with Gloria, I want to thank you so much for opening up some visits for her mom that one family member can go and actually go to her room and visit with her. Uh, Lord, we thank you for that turn of events. I don't quite understand it, but uh, you have done it. and Lord, I just pray that that would be a blessing for, for Gloria's mom in a special way. Lord, we want to pray also for Bonnie's family. Lord, you know the Struggles are going through with Bonnie's mom taking such a huge turn for the worse. And um, Lord, please hold, hold him close. Can't imagine what it'd be like to have to face that right at Christmas time. Lord, be with Bill. Give him the strength he needs to carry on his work and yet care for his wife. Pray for Bonnie and Kendall and the whole family. Give them Lord the emotional and spiritual strength to carry on, do what they need to do, and uh, yeah, Lord, just just be close and hold them up and carry them through this time. We pray, Lord. We're all going into the week now. We're celebrating Christmas on Friday, Christmas Eve, Thursday night. be different. And yet, Lord, we just are opening ourselves to you, to touch us in a way that maybe you never have before, and help us to see you work. And may we all be blessed and grow through this time. We pray this all, Lord, in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ.
0: Okay, uh, time for tithes and offerings. So I'll pray for that. Uh, the offering box is there on the way out. Thanks for the fancier box, Bonnie. Much nicer looking box we have there. Uh, also, I'd like to mention uh, there was an email that was sent out. You can do e-transfers as well, and there's uh, email sent out to the church. Uh, you, sh- you, you should have probably all got that, but if you didn't, I think it's Lashburn Community Church at Gmail, maybe or no sasTel something. If you need it, look me up and I'll look it up for you. Anyways, it's certainly handier for people like me. uh, So I'll pray for that right now. Lord, we thank you for the blessings that you give us, Lord. We thank you for always providing for us and our families. And we just pray over the offerings that are given to this church, be it today, Lord, or or throughout the week. We thank you for technology that we can be reached in many different ways, Lord. And we just pray that that we be wise and and do with uh, the blessings as you see fit, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to to share some of our provisions with the community, and with uh, the church. And we just thank you for all these things in your name. Amen. Um, I forgot my little I, I came unprepared. You want all the notes? No, just the purple one. But I came. I came half tucked here. Announcements. Announcements. Okay, this week, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Ladies' Bible study is here at the church. All the ladies are welcome. Uh, Thursday, Christmas Eve service. Uh, There is no service here at the church. Uh, It'll be an online service at 7 p.m. There's a, I think there was an email. Is there an email about that as well? Yeah, there's an email about that. So um, for those who couldn't see, you know, I apologize. I blame it on my one of my parkies. We did the best we could to make sure people were parked, but I heard there's a few that couldn't see, so. Uh, anyways, so you can see the live nativity that we put out at our place. Uh, I thought that went very well. So, um, and some other some other stuff there. Pastor Glenn will do a reading or something. I'm not sure, but but anyways, uh, be sure to tune in for that. At least we can be together online. Uh, Sunday at 11, our worship service will be uh, a usual after Christmas kind of an informal in sharing event. So you can come up here and talk about uh, you know maybe the wonderful blessings that you've seen this Christmas. Uh, things you learned, you know, from having a Christmas, a different Christmas, and then down the road, what we got here. Ooh, janitor sign-up sheets. So try to do it, you know, without rushing to the back at the same time. But there's a sign up there um, for the different months. So if you go now, you can get your favorite time. So uh, that's it. Announcements. I believe that's everything. Pastor Glenn. Trivia question.
1: Okay, so kids age 12 and under. The trivia question. Who knows the answer? What, aren't you listening? (laughs) What was the name of the angel God sent to Mary? (laughs) Haley. You got it, Gabe. <laughs> Haley. Way to go! It was Gabriel. So, Haley, Haley, after church, you come see me, and I, I got something for you. Just, just, uh, just wait a second. Wait till we're all done. Then come, then come get me, and I'll uh, get you. So, are we? What uh... <laughs> happened? Okay, let's close in prayer. Lord God, I just want to thank you so much for bringing us together. Even though we can't all be together, for us who were able to be here. Or are able to be here, we thank you for that, and for those who uh, will be listening later online, I pray you'd have a special blessing on them as well, give them a the great week as you uh, work in their lives and whatever their celebrations are going to look like. Help us, Lord, to be open to what to what uh, what you are doing. Uh, Lord, we are all frustrated uh, with these regulations, and uh, help us, Lord, not to let those frustrations stop us from seeing what you might be doing in us and through us. So just us now with your blessing, we pray in your name.